Perfect the Blend podcast and your mother fucking ass. Okay. All jokes aside, thank you for coming back to the podcast of mine. This is super fun. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hosted by yours truly, K Day, aka K, aka Khalif, deep in the motherfucking streets. Hashtag the Perfect the Blend podcast. Hashtag in your mother fucking ass. Okay. <clears throat> welcome back, you guys. I'm so excited. Today is January 7th, um, and there is a lot going on in this world, but when I tell you, I have been trying my best to tune things out and just stay focused, you know what I'm saying? Like, just any nonsense, I don't have time for it, that's not the type of energy I'm on, Any any anything with some bullshit, okay? If, if it's bullshit, if it's the bullshit, I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to focus on it. I'm trying my best to protect my energy and keep positive energy in my life, okay? I ain't perfect, goddammit, but, you know, I'm trying. So, before we get into the uh, into the uh, celeb news, you know, because everybody says, oh, juicy tea, celebrity gossip, juicy, I want to, I wanna, you know, celeb news it, you know, make it sound a little more delicate, you know? For the Caucasian listeners, um, or or our more sophisticated listeners who probably don't like me cussing and, you know, you guys don't like me being a little saucy, but um, yes, I have I have something I kind of want to talk about. Okay, well, first of all, happy new year, happy new year. It is twenty twenty one, but I feel that we're all not truly happy. Um, the energy I'm feeling from friends in my real life, from coworkers, from people I see out, it doesn't really seem like anybody is happy because there's so much bullshit going on, okay? And as you all know, you know, Capitol Hill, we had the Capitol Hill riots yesterday when uh, Congress officially, you know, announced Joe Biden into office um, or, you know, officially declared, sorry about that, Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden's presidency. So, there was this huge riot and um, I just think everyone's on edge, you know, Trump supporters, you know, MAGA supporters or whoever you want to call them. Um, You know, they literally like stormed into (laughs) the White House and totally like, you know, breached the Congress con- congressman's floor and just, you know, showed their ass. They, they took the podium. One of them is selling the podium. Uh, one of them went into Nancy Pelosi's office and like wrote on her paperwork saying that we're going to get you and threatening her and all this shit and we're going to take over. 
And there's all this video footage. One woman got, I, I believe four people have gotten killed so far, but yesterday it was one woman who was announced dead. Um, another woman got shot by the police. She, <laughs> It's just like a lot. Like one woman, I, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I am not a political guru, you know, but I do know what's going on and it's important for us to stay informed. But this shit is crazy. It's so fucking crazy. It is freaking crazy. Okay. It is just outright fucking crazy. Um, let me readjust my mic, you guys. It's it's crazy. I hope you all can hear me. But um, yeah, so we're all on edge, you know. Here's my thing now, and I know that all of my fellow, uh, you know, melanin um, blessed individuals, my fellow, you know, blacks and, you know, some of my brown people, you know, because, you know, some brown people tend to, you know, they probably don't like black people, don't really want to stand in solidarity with us. But, um, you know, we all know that if it was black people or brown people uh, rioting, that we would have been shot down and killed. You see what I'm saying? So, um we already know that. And I just think that everyone is on edge, at least a lot of people of color, um, because it's, it's that, it's that political energy and it's just, it's so frustrating. It's scary. And frankly, it reminds me of last summer. I, I hate it last summer. I just hate it leaving my house. I hate it not feeling safe, you know, and, you know, being black, you don't, we don't even feel safe in our homes. You see what I'm saying? And I just think that, um, it's just a really, Ooh, it's crazy out here, you know, but I, I know that you all are seeing all this shit on your social media. I've been seeing it online. That's why I kind of was quiet a little bit, but I'm back. I needed, I needed a few days to myself and I'll tell you why I was gone, you know, outside of the political stuff and work and life. But um, I'm back. I didn't want to stay gone too long. You know, I put out an episode, I think on December 28th and now it's January 7th. So nine days later, we back. Okay. And, um, yeah, you guys, but I, I know you all have been seeing this shit on the socials. For me, I literally have, I've been seeing it, but I've been trying to not, you know, ingest too much of the bullshit. You see what I'm saying? I'm just like, okay, they broke into the White House. You know, frankly, it, it is scary. And this is something that has never occurred in history, to my knowledge, at least. Um, and, you know, the, the white privilege is real. You know, it's, it's they are just bold as hell and, you know, yeah, it's crazy. You know, you know, after number 45 has instructed individuals to 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 take these actions and, you know, stand by and all this. What is it? Stand back and stand by, whatever the fuck you said. And, you know, just all of this foolishness, you know, a, a dear a dear good Judy of mine uh, caught me a few hours ago and, and told me that today uh, two Congress members were fighting like they were about to get into a fist fight. <laughs> You know, so honestly, our country is just bullshit, and and it's all it's always it always has been bullshit, but um, it's it's just at an all time high. I just I you know for me, and once again, I'm not a political guru, but what I will say is that I, I thought that with politics and politicians and presidents and Congress members and the Senate and you know. Uh, you know, all of these different sectors of our government, right? I just thought that we were supposed to move with a certain uh, class and uh, decorum, you know? I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm i just saying, you guys, shit, feel, hear me out, goddammit. I, I just thought that we were supposed to move with a certain je ne sais quoi, you know, we're, we're better than that. You know, even if we don't always agree on the same politics, I, this shit is ratchet as fuck. 
okay? And um, it's racist as fuck too. And um, you, you can feel the tension and I just, it's so, di- the country, our, our, our country is just so divided and I, I don't even want to call it ours anymore. I don't really feel like it's for me. But that's another conversation. Anyways, I want y'all to know that I'm also feeling those sentiments. I've been kind of really trying to ignore social media, quite frankly, but also laugh at some of these memes, although this is not a laughing matter. But, you know, try my best to just keep positive things around and positive energy. On a good note, um, I had a job interview earlier today, and I've been out here just, you know, looking for more work and um, more fulfilling work that makes me happy. And uh, in in which I can be my full authentic self at work and still be professional, of course, but not worry about job security or, you know, my identity as I'm working and things like that. So I can't really say what it is. And I probably won't because I don't want to share like too much of my personal, personal, you know, life on here. But um, what I will say is that I want you guys to send me positive energy as I do to my listeners. You guys are the sweetest thing. And I'm happy about the feedback that I've gotten from the last few episodes as these are episodes that I've been fully doing on my own. Guests will be coming in the near future. I'm working that out. But um, I chose to just get back to putting out content in November and December by myself and even January, potentially, because I, I, I just really want to build our relationship again. And when I say our relationship, I mean my relationship directly with um, people listening to this podcast, people who I know in my real life and people who I've never met before, you know, on social media. And once again, I do have a small um, base, a small a small audience, but I appreciate you guys. Uh, I just checked the stats and currently we're at 1.8 thousand plays. So uh, a few weeks ago, it was 1.7. So y'all are definitely supporting and listening and I appreciate the love. Um Please share the podcast with your friends. Please spread the word about me. It's going to take me building this from the ground up. You know, I've, I've, I've paid for promo before on Instagram and shit and, you know, Facebook ads and all that. But it's it's really difficult when you don't really have a strong fan base. I don't even want to say fan base because I'm not famous. But it's it's difficult when you don't have a strong uh, follow follower, you know, audience or, you know, a strong base. So I'm, I'm completely building this from the ground up and I'm building my followers and my followers are increasing and stuff like that. But I want things to be as organic as possible. You know, so it's it's haste, you guys, spreading the word about the show, leaving a review on iTunes. Please do that for me if you haven't. I haven't had a review since March of last year. Once I'm going to say it again. Leave a bitch a review. Leave me five or six, please. I only got 13 on, on iTunes. I need like 10 more, please. Help me. Help us out. Um. But yes, and also too, more housekeeping. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kday. That's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. Um, what else? If you have any ideas for the podcast or if you want to potentially be a guest on the podcast, uh, hit me up, slide in my DMs. I'll talk to you. I'll probably give you a little bit of an interview to see if you are a good fit for my podcast. This year, if I have any guests, I will make I will make it my duty to make sure that they are a good fit for this podcast. Full disclosure, as you all know, in the past, I have had certain guests on this show who um, we are no longer working together. We will never work together ever again. And that's not for every single guest, but there are certain people who I have had on the show where um, 
you know, we probably had some disagreements that had nothing to do with the podcast, but in general, I looked back at it and I was just like, you know, I, I'm really upset that I even worked with that individual. I wish I never would have had them on my on my small platform, even though it's a small platform. I, I don't want to be associated with that person. So, um, yeah, let's get into the show. So before we get into the celebrity gossip and topics this week, and it's funny because I feel like I've been gone for a long time, but I was only gone for nine days. It was only like a week and a half or so, right? But um, I had a situation recently, you guys. And um, by the way, before I get into the story, <laughs> if you like the song that I opened the podcast with, that's Jasmine Sullivan off of her new EP called Ho Tales, like Ho Tales. Uh, <laughs> it's spelled H-E-A-U-X, you know, because we classy out here, uh, tales, you know, so basically it's an EP about just the different, um, different things that women deal with as, as women are slut shamed, as women try to fall in love and have a relationship, as women, uh, participate in hookup culture or women enjoy hookup culture, as women explore their sexuality, as women, uh, sort of change, the the stereotypes or the or the projections that society places upon all women when it comes to sex and relationships and love and how to date properly and oh you know all of these expectations on women so I think it's a great EP, um really dope shit and for for my particular story, um as y'all know I don't really like talking about me a lot but I felt like it'd be juicy before we got into celebrity gossip um. Recently, I met someone, and um, of course, I know some of you are probably like, oh my God, you're meeting people during a pandemic. Yes, the fuck I am. I'm an adult. Um, I'm safe. You know, um, I don't meet people all the time, um, but, you know, this was an individual who I was uh, sort of, you know, he approached me or whatever, and, and we were talking for a little bit. It was a short little thing. But um, I went through a situation in which I got ghosted again. And I think this is like my fourth time getting ghosted in the last year, although it is a new year in 2021. But last year I got ghosted, I think like three or four times by, you know, people I was trying to talk to, uh, people who I was trying to have fun with because, and I'll explain what I mean by have fun. Um, Crazy shit, right? So this dude was a Taurus. And um, really romantic guy, chill as fuck. Of course, there were signs that I ignored. And, you know, I'm going to take full accountability. I, a bitch was lonely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was a little lonely. Um, he he was a little bit older than me, not too much older. He, uh, I'm 20, I'm 27 now. Oh, God, I, for, I have a birthday coming soon. Y'all have a birthday like in a month. I turned 28. But um, I'm 27 and he is 35. And I'm an Aquarius. He's a Taurus. I don't date, I don't really talk or date or even, you know, um, play with Tauruses like that because they are just very um, rigid people and we never get along. You know, as an Aquarius, I'm a free spirit. Um, and when I, and when people, whenever a woman says free spirit, they take it as like, oh, you're a hoe, you're this, you're that. I'm not a hoe, but what I'm saying is that um, <laughs> I, the way that I think um, and even if I was a hoe, that'll be oh, that's fine. Let me call myself out because you know I believe in being liberated and doing whatever whatever you want to do. You see what I'm saying? As long as you're safe and responsible, and you're not harming yourself um, or putting yourself in harm's way, you get me. But 
I'm a free spirit, you know. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a materialistic person. I, I do have a bougie side, but I'm I'm not like a label whore. I'm not materialistic. Um, I'm really laid back. I'm really chill. Um, I, uh, of course, everybody has their qualms, you know. So there might be certain things where I'm like, oh, that's a must have. Like I I must have a kombucha tea or some shit like that. But I'm not I'm not like a materialistic shallow person. Um, he is. <laughs> Uh, let's see. But, you know, let me, let me not diss him yet. When we first met, I thought he was cool. You know, um, he, he looked great on paper, you know, college graduate, went to graduate school, has a actual career, not a struggle career. <laughs> no shade, no shade, no shade. Hell, I have a struggle career. I'm trying to get into this podcast shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but him, you know, he, he had a, he had a decent career. Um, he had his own place, own car, which is great, right? Impressive to me because a lot of men, unfortunately, I'm going to say it, Black men as well, uh, tend to not always have those things. And if they do, um, they tend to want to, you know, focus on other, in my opinion, you know, date outside the race, et cetera. You know, so for me to meet a Black man who is a little bit older than me and he seems like a gentleman and shit, I was like, and he was so sweet. You know, I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, Um, basically... We talked for a little bit. Conversation was great. Um, I'm at a. I'm gonna say this as well. I'm at a point in my life where I don't feel. Let me make this clear. I do want a committed relationship. I do, but I don't feel that I'm truly at a place to have the love that I see or want for myself. Um, and when I say that, I mean like you know, there's still things that I want to accomplish in my career. There are still things that I want to do, you know, um, I want to grow. One day I want to, um, hold, hold on one second, let me turn on my hair, you guys, one second. Just hold this shit in LA. Um, yeah, there, there are certain things that I want to do. And, you know, for example, like, I, I still have roommates. One day I don't want to have roommates at all. I want to get my own apartment. And then after that, I want to get my own house you know, or a condo, because, you know, I'm a, I don't want kids or anything. So one day after I get my apartment, after I built my money and get my career up and stuff like that, um, I want to purchase a condo, you know, and then potentially if I meet, uh, if I if I find a life partner or a lover or my, my future husband, um, we can talk about buying a home, but I'm chill as fuck. Like, I, I'm cool with us having a condo, a nice spacious condo <laughs> with a few dogs and we are relaxing and, you know, we probably you know, have fur babies, you get me? Um, and I could be the fun auntie to my friend's kids, you feel me? I could be the fun auntie and, and stuff like that. But I don't really want kids as of now. Maybe that'll change in a few years when I get like 35 and shit, but I'm, I'm young and I don't really, I don't really see kids for myself. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. Shit, where was I at? Oh, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying to you guys is that I do want a committed relationship, but I'm at a point where I truly don't feel that I even have what it takes. And maybe it's because I haven't met the right man yet. Um, and by the way, I'm not even necessarily looking, per se. Like, I'm not looking, but I am open. Um, I'm open to, let me not say whatever, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I'm open to meeting a man who fulfills my needs. <laughs> and um, as long as he and I, you know, agree to be safe and and he and I agree to, um, you know, be honest and transparent with each other about 
you know, our, our um, potential other people who we are dating or talking to or sleeping with um, or partners, um, I'm totally, I'm okay with having, for lack of better terms, a friend with benefits, you feel me? But as long as this person is genuinely healthy for me and not somebody who is disrespectful, not somebody who's putting me down because he feels that I'm just a fucking hoe or some shit like that. And just because I'm not his girlfriend and we probably playing around and having fun, um, that he could talk to me any kind of way or, you know, not, not, not do nice things for me. You feel me? So my whole thing is, you know, as, as a young woman, I'm still learning how to date and do this stupid ass shit. I, first of all, I don't even date. I, I mean, I've went on dates before, but I just, I really feel that men don't really know how to do that no more. Or maybe I just, once again, maybe I've never met a guy who genuinely dated me and dated me for who I am and, and wanted to get to know me as a person, not dating me with the intention of only fucking me. You see what I'm saying? Um, so with all that being said, I think I'm pissed off that this person ghosted me because I think he was under the impression that I wanted this super, super serious date me relationship. And also too, I think that he judged me because um, we did have an intimate moment. We did not go all the way full disclosure, but, um, you know, we made out and shit like that or whatever. We had beautiful conversations and he was a chill guy, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I think maybe somewhere along the line, he probably judged me and felt like kind of slut shamed me or whatever. I, you know, I don't know why I'm being ghosted. It could be that it could be another woman. I, I, I sincerely don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I was a sweetheart, you get me? And, and being ghosted is never a good feeling, but we're, I think this is my uh, sixth day of not speaking to him or my fifth day. Um, and yesterday I got the courage to actually, uh, or no, 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 the day before yesterday, sorry, which was Tuesday. I got That was four days of him cutting me off. Mind you, he would call me, he would text me all the time, super chill, you know, it was it was so easy. We would FaceTime, you know? And um, I actually felt very optimistic about him. You know, I was just like, oh, he cool. Like, he, he is a man. I was happy. I was like, damn, did I meet a man in Los Angeles? An actual man? Because uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about L.A., but L.A. and dating, I don't, it's shit, you could be a trans woman, a gay guy, a, a cisgender woman, a, you know, a biological female, whatever the fuck you are. Dating in this town is just not, it's just not the tea. Like, girl, it is just not. Like, I'm telling you, it's everyone in this city, they're focused on something. I think in Los Angeles, everyone is focused on getting over on someone. Not to say that the people are super shady here, but yes, they kind of are in the sense that people are laser focused on themselves. You know, this is a town of entertainment in all different shapes and forms. You get me? So with that, you have you have your narcissist. You have in uh, hell, even me. Uh, you know, I think all of us who are inter interested in entertainment. We're all kind of like narcissists to a certain extent, right? Because we want to be in that particular field. But um, this is not really. I feel like this town. It's so everyone's imagery is magnified, like their self imagery of themselves. Everyone in their heads. We we all walk around like we're like more than what we are. And I think that we forget that we're so human and we're regular people because we're always so focused on a career in the business or 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 getting a big lick or looking a certain way. Even if in him, he didn't work in entertainment, by the way, but I'm saying the way he carried himself, he had a very overinflated ego. Um, 
he took jabs at me sometimes in conversations that I didn't always catch. So for example, like one of our first conversations, he took a jab at me and stated, he made a comment saying, I want to make sure that you're not around for the perks. And I kind of like blinked at him and looked at him and I was, I, I was, I was like, did this nigga just say what I thought? You know, like I was kind of sitting there like, huh, er, you know, but, <laughs> but girl, I, I didn't call it out because, you know, I was, you know, when you first meet someone, you're trying to fill them out and stuff. And I, I am, a, I stand up for myself and stuff like that, but I also don't like unnecessary confrontation. You get me? And I think, I, I don't know why I let it slide, but it's funny because when I got home after um, talking to him or whatever, I was just like, and this was in person too. I, I was just like, I was like, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way that he said that, that, you know, to make sure I'm not around for the perks, you know? Now, in that moment, I think like a few minutes later, I did tell him in a nice way, but I did say this to him. I was like, you know, well, just to let you know, I take care of myself. I may not have a lot, but I work my ass off. I pay my own bills. I have never had a man pay for anything for me. Like I have never had a man pay not one bill for Miss Starks. I've never had a man pay for a pedicure for me. I've never had a man pay for me to get my hair done. I've never, I've never, you know, um, I've never had a guy take care of me. And it's funny because everyone has this impression that, and it's it's interesting how you can carry yourself a certain way and people like slap all this shit on you. Like I, I'm telling y'all, like people be thinking I have like people, like men taking care of me and I genuinely don't. I really don't. <laughs> Uh, and it's, it's crazy. You know, I, I provide for myself and, um, I'm actually quite mature, <laughs> you know, outside of the funny, outside of my funny and my silly side, you know, I definitely handle my business. I'm not perfect, of course, but I definitely take care of my, my own priorities as, as a young adult, you know? So I said that to him, I was like, you know, I take care of myself. I'm college educated, you know? Um, I'm still trying to grow as a young professional. I'm still, you know, out here really trying to build myself up. And I'm I'm a hustler. Like, I'm, you know, I believe in work ethic. I believe in working for what you have, you know. And um, so I, I did check him politely. And then he, like, kind of pa- patronized me. And he was like, well, you seem like a boss. It, it was just weird. It was, like, certain things that looking back, I'm like, damn, I should have, like, checked him because he was kind of getting beside himself. But... I think I just was, a, you know, a little blinded because he was new and he was exciting and he was so sweet, you know, and uh, a chill person, you know what I'm saying? So uh, this, I wouldn't really say we dated per se. I don't really know what that was. I'm going to atone it to being, I'm going to say that it was just a, a quick fling, quite frankly. Um, you know, he was a quick fling and it did hurt my feelings that he cut me off. But on the fourth day of not hearing from him, I really thought to myself, I was like, you know what? I'm not going through this shit again because the last dude who I talked to, and I don't always talk about my love life. I try to keep, I really try to keep that really, really like to myself. But um, the last person who I talked to, we talked in August of last year and um, he hurt me so bad, y'all. Like I was so hurt and... And it's funny because he he also ghosted me and I thought he was a great person and stuff like that. And um, it was super short-lived. <laughs> it was, I think we were talking like a month and a half or so, like a month. Um, it was so short-lived. And um, basically I, I remember being so hurt because of the previous men who I dated months prior to meeting him and certain situations. I think at that time when I met him, I cut, I actually cut another dude off who I was talking to for about eight months. 
And uh, we had this big argument and I literally was like, I don't think we should talk anymore because, and that same person who I talked to from December to August of last year. Okay, let's give names. Okay, this is confusing now. So the first dude who I mentioned who cut me off in August of last year, who really, really hurt me um, and ghosted me, we're going to we're gonna name him K. Let's na- oh, actually, no, let's not name him K because I call myself K. Let's name him, uh, shit, his name actually starts with a K. Shit, I don't want to like say his name though. But it doesn't matter. He's a nobody. Like, I don't even talk to the nigga no more. Let's call him, let's call him Ken. Okay, so Ken hurt me in August, right? And I remember being so emotional. Um, but previously I was talking to a dude, um, let's call him, let's call him JJ. So me and JJ were talking for about eight months off and on, like really trying to date, really trying to, it was like a long distance thing as well, you know, like we were really, really trying to see what we could do. And um, me and JJ, he was a Taurus, just like the recent dude who I um, just got done dealing with. And we're going to call him D, the recent guy that just happened like a week ago. So um, D is a Taurus and JJ is a Taurus. You get me? So it kind of reminded me of JJ. We're going to take a break right now and we're going to get into some sponsors. I'll be right back. Continuing where I left off, you guys. So I hope y'all can hear me. Uh, yeah. So we have D, JJ, and what was the other dude? Kenny or Ken or whatever, right? So what I'm saying is that D, who was the reason dude who I met um, December, January, um, he's a Taurus, right along with JJ, who I was talking to in, in 2020 for about eight months. We started talking in December 2019. We stopped talking in August of 2020. Yeah, that's like nine. That's like eight or nine months, something like that. So um, right when I stopped talking to JJ, I started talking to Ken or Kenny or whoever, right? Ken is a Virgo. He's the one who really, really hurt me, right? So he's the person who I talked to uh, recently before this new dude, right? And uh, yeah, so Ken, you know, when he ghosted me, uh, it's funny because like, once again, when I met him, I wasn't trying to like run away and get into no relationship, but it's like, what I'm realizing is that deep down, I really do want a relationship. And I be, I feel like sometimes I be trying to like lie to myself about that a little bit. Um, and, and this is, this is what comes into hookup culture. You feel me? Like I feel like with hookup culture, um, rather it's a friend with benefits or somebody who you don't even know or a dude you just met and, Y'all barely been talking, but you lonely and you horny and shit like that. Or look, full disclosure, we're adults. You get me? Um, especially as women, I feel like women, we don't really talk about this a lot because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to like be slut shamed and shit, but women do it too. Women be out here hooking up to or whatever. We just don't talk about it. You feel me? But um <laughs> yeah, basically when I met Ken, you know, it was just all good vibes. It was super fun. It, it actually was something that was like magical to me. Like I was so excited because he was a Virgo and stuff. And like Aquarius is that, you know, I know the signs are pretty like subjective or whatever, but uh, me and Virgos have excellent chemistry, although they could be assholes and they could be like dickheads sometimes. But as far as intellectually, like great, 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 great chemistry intellectually, which is something that I can't say about other zodiac signs, quite frankly. Um, but 
oh, you know, I remember when Ken ghosted me and I was so hurt. But what I wanted to say from the first part is that I, I think that like when he ghosted me, it, it really wasn't him. The ghosting hurt, but I think it like triggered something in me that uh, allowed me to just process the previous um, dating experiences romantically that I had with men in general, rather it be dating or or um, someone who I was having fun with or actually an actual relationship, right? I think when he ghosted me and the way he did it and the way he cut me off, because we actually had like this argument about politics. Like we literally argued over Donald Trump and all the stupid shit um, around, you know, right before elections came. And, you know, me, you know, I'm a very liberal woman, you know, I'm a very progressive woman. And I think that, you know, dating black men, you know, I primarily like black men. I'm not really low key. I'm not really attracted to other men. It's not that they don't look attractive to me, but like, I don't really talk to men of other races. I don't really feel like we have a lot in common. And it's like, when I, when I do try to talk to men of other races, I feel like they always focus on my blackness and they like, just for me, I'm speaking for myself. Like, like they always focus on my blackness or, or me being trans. And they always sort of like, exotify me and it just makes me feel like super fucking uncomfortable. I don't know. I can't explain it, but it's like, that's just me. Whenever I try to talk to other dudes outside of my race, I find it very difficult. I feel like, it's funny because I feel like sometimes for black men, I'm, I'm not like hood enough for them or they feel that I'm not like sister girl enough. <laughs> like they think they, they're under this impression that I'm like super bougie and conservative. It's so weird. And then when I talk to like a white guy or a Latino guy, they'd be like, oh, you're too much of a black girl. Like, it's weird. I don't know. I just, I feel like me, I'm just myself. You know, I have, I carry myself with class, but I'm also a girl from the hood. You feel me? So it's like, I, I'm sophisticated, but I'm also, you know, I have, a, I have a little edge to me too. You get me? Don't get twisted now, nah. you know? And I, I don't know. I just think that people have a hard time digesting me. I don't know. And, I, and I'm not trying to internalize shitty men, but it's like when I be getting ghosted, that's how I be feeling, y'all. I'm just, I'm opening up, like, and I never really open up. I be struggling with, like, opening up and emoting and shit like that. But um, I don't know. I just, there are times when the things like this happen and I, I kind of, like, internalize and I be having to check myself, like, don't internalize that shit. Like, that's him, sis. Like, that's not true. But it, it, it gets to me sometimes because I'm human, you know? And and ultimately, I do want to meet somebody who takes me off the out off the market? Like I don't want to belong to the streets. <laughs> you know, y'all heard of that saying? She belongs to the streets. I'm not out here in the streets running around crazy, just doing it with everybody, child. But what I'm saying is that, you know, in a, in a funny way, I I don't want to belong to the streets no more. You feel me? Like I, I would love to meet you know my person uh, and somebody who can be my life partner, like legit, like that that legit commitment. I'm not talking about no fucking cheating, none of that shit. I'm talking like. A, a, a full-on monogamous relationship where we are sitting here in love. You get me? And, and we're building and we're working together. We're getting through our hard times. It's not always going to be a cakewalk. I understand that. Um, yeah. So I'm rambling. So let's get back to the point I'm trying to make. Um, with D, the recent guy, when he did ghost me, I'm actually proud of myself because it did hurt. It, I was, ooh, when I tell y'all, I was angry as fuck. Like, I was angry because I was like, damn, this, we going into the new year. Like, I met y'all ass in December. Like, come on, my nigga. You know, like, I, <laughs> y'all, I was so mad because I just was like, dang, like, oh, it seemed like I'm telling you, I, I didn't put no pressure on him. Like, we would have very honest conversations. Like our conversations were, it was just a certain level of honesty that I felt to where I was like, oh, he chill. Like he, we talking about 
um, dating and all types of stuff. We're talking about our past relationships. We're actually talking about shit. You get me? Like, other guys I'd be talking to, they don't really be trying to talk to me like that. Like, they don't really know how to hold conversation. They'd be dumb as fuck. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, for him, the way how I, he, he appeared to operate with a certain level of transparency. You get me? And I, I was angry because we've had multiple conversations about ghosting that he brought up. And he turned he he turned around and fucking ghosted me, right? So he would always bring up these conversations about ghosting and how he would never ghost me and how he doesn't understand how people ghost, how people can ghost someone. Like he was like, I don't understand how people ghost. Like I just don't get it. Like that means you ain't got no fucking heart. Like you know, he would always be on this soapbox about how he's not that way and all this fucking stupid dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? And. I, it was, I'm such a real bitch, you know what I'm saying? So I literally told him, I was like, well, sometimes I feel like ghosting is subjective. Like, I feel like in some cases, some people do deserve to be ghosted. Like, so for example, like if they say something that probably rubbed you the wrong way or insulted you or, you know, or they put your life in jeopardy, they, they, did, they did something that didn't make you feel safe, you know, or, or, you know, they harmed you or they're, you know, it could be any type of weird behavior like that, then I feel like they deserve to be ghosted. Now, if you're out here ghosting people for fun and you're ghosting people because you want to have, you want to add more bodies to yourself and feel like you that, you, you that bitch, you that nigga or whatever, sorry for the N word from, for, for my, um, my black listeners. Sorry. Um, <laughs> And my Caucasian listeners are like, oh my gosh, she's using the N-word. No, but what I'm saying is that I do feel that some people who ghost, uh, male and female, but more so men, in my opinion, I feel like they, they're interested in just claiming as many women as they can. You get me? And I think this is something that I learned after it has happened to me many times throughout my, my years of dating and or, you know, talking to dudes and stuff like that, trying to see if I could get a boyfriend or whatever, you know? Um... I feel that there are people in this world who genuinely, they just like to not only just have sex, having sex is fine, right? But but I think there are some people who get off on hurting people, who get off on on getting into your emotions and, and tapping into something in you and then robbing you and disappearing on you and leaving you kind of open and letting you fall and hit the floor. You get me? And I feel like that's what he did to me recently. Um, so I allowed myself to feel that anger. I was pissed, y'all. I was mad as, ooh, I was mad. And I gave him his space. Then I texted him and I was like, hello? No response. A day later, I sent question marks. No response. See, that's where I fucked up and I double texted him, right? He literally was on social media. I saw him online, y'all. And he's literally ignoring me after communicating with me every day and stuff like that and you know getting back to me quick with text messages and stuff um here's my thing nobody is that busy and you were hitting me up earlier when we first met you feel me you were so good about that communication and now you on that bullshit you know what i'm saying so it's like i sent those question marks and i left it alone i think for like two days and then like on like the fifth day i was just kind of like or the fourth day, damn, there's so many days going by y'all shit. Basically, I was thinking about it and I saw him online again on social media. I just was like, oh, hell fucking all. Like, <laughs> it just made me mad. Cause I'm just like, okay, you're like really ignoring me. Like I'm, I'm, I wasn't born yesterday. Like, you know, we all have phones. Like, please don't play with me. Like that's fucking rude as fuck. Like, 
you're blatantly choosing to fucking ignore me at this point. And I don't, a part of me, I was like, damn, I don't know what I said. You know, y'all know how, I don't know if y'all been ghosted before y'all, but it sucks. It's like, it's like, fuck, like, did I do something? Did my breath stink? Did, did, you know, like, I'm over here like, damn, like, you know, I take care of my body. So I know my body ain't funky. You feel me? I, I put on my, my, a bitch put on her bath and body works and stuff, her fancy perfumes and, you know, did my hair all pretty, had my lashes, you know? So it's like, I know I look, I know I look good now. So did I do something? Did I say something? You know, and um, it's interesting. I, after I allowed myself to feel those feelings, I realized I didn't do anything wrong. And I just, I started to think about those little red flags that I didn't catch. So it was, it was one moment that we had in person where, look, I, we were actually laying in the bed together, y'all. And he looked me in my eyes and he was just like, why are you so nice? Like, he was like, you got to chill. Like, you just hella nice. You so sweet. Like, but he said it as if he was irritated, you know? And I was kind of looking at him and I was like, no, that's genuinely who I am. Like, I'm a nice person. Like, and he was like, uh, you so nice. You got to chill on that. You got to chill on that. Now, mind you, he was like romantic and stuff and, and, and sweet to me before. You get me? So I was kind of taken aback that he said that uh, when we were literally like, in the bed, like, boot up, cuddling, you feel me? Um, and I was like, no, like, that's really who I am. I was like, I don't really see the problem with me um, being nice. Like, that's me. Like, we chilling. Like, I'm not, you know, it was so weird. But I, I, I think also, too, he probably thought I was just, like, really trying to, like, move super fast. And I, I swear I wasn't. I really was just in the moment and trying to get to know somebody I... You know what I mean? So I don't know why I got ghosted. There's a number of theories that I have thought about that my friends have thought about, you feel me? And it's just, it's a crazy situation, you know? By the way, y'all, both of us tested negative for COVID, okay? So I am aware of the COVID stipulations, okay? I know, don't fucking judge me, you fucking motherfuckers, okay? I am an adult, all right? But just like, you know, I am aware of COVID and all that stuff and social distancing and stuff like that. And I did uh, do my best to vet him. Um, yeah, and I got tested today for COVID as well. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is, is that, um, oh, and mind you, y'all, I got tested last week too, and I was negative. So I'm just saying, I'm, 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 I'm a responsible girl, you feel me? And I try to move safely and as safely as I can. Um, yeah, that happened to me recently, you guys. So I share that small story with y'all just to let y'all know, like, if you're out here talking to people, like, people are going to be people. People ghost. Ghosting is something that will continue to happen. It probably will happen to me again. But what I really like about how I handled it is I allowed myself a few days to really feel my emotions and just exist in it and not deny it. Like, I felt it in my gut. Like, I was like, oh, he, he ignored me. Like, I just felt it. I was all like, oh, something in my something in my stomach is telling me this ain't right. Like something in my stomach is telling me something is wrong. Like maybe I did something or maybe he's with another woman. Like something in my intuition. I just was like, it just, it don't feel right. It don't feel like it did when we first met. Like it just don't feel right. You know what I mean? Like something don't feel right about him. And um, so I texted him, my last text message to him, which was after me sending the question marks. It was like another day that went by. I told him, I was like, hey, after I saw him online on social media, I was like, hey, I'm not sure if I'm being ignored or ghosted, but, you know, I had fun. Uh, I said something around the line because I 
by the way, I deleted all of our text messages, you guys. Like, I was so pissed. I deleted all our texts. I, I blocked his ass, like, on my phone, on social media. Like, I was so mad at him. Like, so after I sent this, this is what I sent a text. I was like, hey, I'm not sure if I'm being ghosted or ignored. I did have a good time with you for what it was. That was my little nice, nasty shade. I was like, you know, I did have a good time with you for what it was and what this was or whatever. And I was like, you know, best of luck to you in finding a companion. Because he would always say how he's looking for a companion, which is bullshit. I guess he didn't think that I was down. You know, I don't know what his weird ass energy was, but I'm like, should I want a companion? Shit, if you're talking about a friend with benefits, that's fine with me because y'all niggas are non-committal as fuck, you know? So for me, I don't know. I, I'm a different type of woman. I know women have all these stipulations. I don't have those same stipulations like this whole good girl image shit. You know, like, yes, I am a good girl and a good woman, whatever that fucking means, but I'm okay with, you know, hanging out with someone or not always taking shit so seriously. Although I do want something serious, like I'm open to that, you know? Um, as long as that person respects me and treats me with care, as long as they're not over here, like just horrible to me, you get me? Um, I'm, I'm okay with not having a title for now. You get what I'm saying? So, um, oh, girl, I don't really know what the fuck happened with that, but I will say, um, after I sent that text and I threw my little nice nasty shade in that particular text, um, I gave him an hour to respond because I know his work schedule. I know his days off. You get me? He knows my days off. He knows my work schedule. So I gave him one hour to respond to me. He did not respond. And he was still on social media. And I blocked his ass because I was like, you are just, you, that little motherfucker, disrespectful. Dis-fucking-respectful. You get me? I was pissed. Oh, I was angry. And you know, when, when you cross me, you know, my Aquarian energy, like, cross me, it's done. Like, I'm a chill person. So, I, you know, for me, if somebody disrespects me, like, I'm just like, you know, we're done. Like, we ain't got nothing to talk about. I ain't even gonna, I'm not gonna fucking kiss your ass. I'm not chasing you. Like, I ain't doing shit. Like, we're done. You see what I'm saying? So, whew, after that, I just been carrying on with my week, going to work, handling my business, job interviews, all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm actually happy about how I bounced back because I allowed myself to just feel it. But then I, I I told myself, I was like, don't sit in this for too long. Feel your feelings about it, but don't sit in it. Keep moving forward because that nigga's moving forward. Like, don't don't you dare sit up here sad. And trust me, I was beating myself up. I was like, damn, like, am I ugly? Like, I really was sitting there like, is this something wrong with me? Like, maybe something is just wrong with me because I always get treated wrong as fuck. Like, I, I it's crazy that I be telling a dude, like, I don't even want a relationship and I still get, I still get disrespected like this. I'm just like what the fuck? Like, I'm not trying to run away with you and get married tomorrow. Like, you know, it's interesting because it feels like as, as a woman, it's, it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And, you know, you're damned if you're the good girl who conforms to all of this, all of these notions of what a woman is. Oh, you know, be perfect. Don't be a hoe. Don't, you know, don't let a guy fuck on the first night, you know, fuck him after three months, six months, all that stupid bullshit. And then it's like, you're damned if you actually are a woman who doesn't conform to that. It's like, okay, like I'm damned if I am a little more sexually liberated or, you know, I I, um, I let him hit, you know, the first week or the first two weeks or the first night. You get me? Like we all have been there as women. And I don't know, I just feel like a lot of women be trying to act like they, they have not been there when they actually have. <laughs> you know, that's another story for another day. But 
long story short, um, and mind you, I was so happy because me and him, he didn't, he didn't hit, you know, so I was happy about that. I was like, oh, thank God he did not hit. Like, whew, because I would have been real in my feelings. I would have been like, oh my God, like, oh my God, I really thought he was going to be my man. Like, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I share that with you all to let y'all know that I'm a human and I be going through shit too. And I wanted to just, I don't know, I just want to make it a little spicy tonight and, and share some little juicy tea about myself, y'all. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm happy that I that I handled that the way that I did emotionally. So let's get into our show now. Wow. Ooh, that was a juicy one, huh? <laughs> All right, so this week's Yes Queen Award, I'm going to give it to, let's see, Jasmine Sullivan. You know, I did open up the show with her song. Um, that record was called Price Tax featuring Anderson Pock. Beautiful song. Um, I, I'm just liking the energy of this EP. Jasmine is phenomenal, phenomenal talent. So um, I'm excited about the EP that dropped this week. Um, are there any other people who get a Yes Queen Award? Um, oh, by the way, she has a song with Anderson Pop on that EP. She has Ari Lennox on there. She got her on there, H-E-R, the singer her. She got some dope people on that EP. And I think it's really dope. It's called Hotels. And she's singing about all these different things. That I think listening to that EP kind of made me want to talk about me being ghosted recently. Because <laughs> it's like, damn, like, people, y'all just, man, like, I be going through it. Like, I just, I be in my own head. I just... I'm a human. I be having my insecure moments. I be having moments where I'm like, damn, am I good enough? Like, am I ever going to find anybody? Will I find somebody who accepts me for being different? You know, me being a trans woman is a real thing because it's it's not an issue meeting a guy. Like, I can meet a guy, right? You know, that's not the issue. But the hard part is meeting a guy who, who really, really treats me like a person. You get me? Like, they honor me and respect me as a woman, not as just some sexual secret, you know what I mean? Some dirty little secret, you know what I mean? So that's the hard part, is getting someone who could look beyond the physical body and just really understand me on a spiritual level. You get me? Um, they, they could see they could see inside of me. They could see, they could look into my eyes and see my soul. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, that's just a difficult thing to find. I just think that a lot of people, and I'm gonna touch on it a little bit more because, you know, I got, I got more to say, but it's funny because I told one of my homegirls, I was like, you know, what I'm learning is that people really will look you dead in your face and just lie to you. Like, and it's not that I haven't been lied to before, but I just think as I'm getting a little bit older, it's scary. It's scary how you could be getting to know somebody and you don't really know what their true intentions are with you. And so they like hurt you. And I think for me in a few of my last like situations, I, I felt like it was completely unwarranted. Uh, especially with the amount of transparency I had, especially with the amount of the amount of communication I had, the amount of me, the amounts of me emphasizing how I'm not trying to put no pressure on them. You get me how I'm just trying to be myself and chill and follow that good energy. And I think for me, I allow men to be so free to where they just stab me, if that makes sense. Like I I, I tell them to come as they are and they still hurt me. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, and trust me, I try to pick good ones. I really do. But um, I try. I try my best to pick good ones. Like this one recently, you know, good job, accomplishments, college educated, smart guy, nice, sweet, handsome, you know, like, so for me, I, 
I'm like, okay, like I'm trying, like I'm trying to find somebody with some damn morale, you know, and it's it's just hard because I'm at a point where dating older, dating young, dating the same age, it really doesn't matter. I think that a lot of people just have their own intentions, their own bullshit, their own motives. You get me? And um, yeah, it hurts. It sucks because I be I really sit here and I think to myself like, damn, like I'm turning 28. I still haven't really had a long-term relationship yet, like a real relationship. Like all of my relationships be short as fuck, y'all. Like a bitch never make it to a year. I never make it to a year. I'm like, can I be in a relationship with a man for a year, a monogamous committed relationship for three years? Like, can I get that type of love and that type of, you know, um, and I've only had one serious relationship in my life. You get me like one act where I was actually claimed, you know what I'm saying? So, and that wasn't even all the way a serious claim because he was, he was in the closet. He was DL about me. You know what I'm saying? Like he took me out and stuff like that, but like in public, but he didn't introduce me to his family because he didn't want his family to know about me. You know, he didn't want his friends to know about me. So in my book, you're so DL, you feel me? You're not living in your truth. So, um, Ooh, I have to get that out with y'all, But yes, Jasmine Sullivan's EP made me want to talk about that shit tonight. So let's get into the celebrity gossip. Kim and Kanye are divorcing, finally. Um, recently this past week, there have been a lot of rumors hitting the blogs, y'all. The Neighborhood Talk, Shade Room, Love B. Scott, all these, TMZ, all that shit. And um, basically, Kim... Uh, announced that she is trying to divorce Kanye and basically that the final straw occurred for occurred for her when he was running for, when he was doing his campaign rally for president uh, last year, last summer. She was stating that that was the final straw for her. So kudos to you, Kim K, because Kanye is a hot-ass fucking mess. And also too this week, um, there are rumors of an alleged affair that occurred with Jeffree Star and Kanye West. Um... Uh, this particular rumor was launched by a TikTok star. I think her name is Olivia Jade or some shit. Olivia, not Olivia Jade. Uh, Luis, Olivia Luis or some shit. Some fucking white girl. I don't fucking know who the fuck she is. So, um, <laughs> sorry for saying it that way to my white listeners. But I'm just saying some girl, honey. I, you know, I don't know who the hell the girl is. Um, yeah. Anyway, she got on TikTok and she basically spread this rumor alleging that uh, Jeffree Star had an affair with Kanye West. And of course, Jeffree Star lives for fame. Jeffree Star lives for fucking messiness. He lives for his name being in the blogs and being and being in uh, the tabloids. So why wouldn't he refute the claims that he had an alleged affair with Kanye West? Of course, Jeffree is going to live in that moment and tweet shit and just shit up. So he posted something talking. He posted something on social media talking about how he's quote unquote ready for Sunday service, you know, basically taking a dig at Kanye. And then he deleted a tweet from 2011 uh, that he tweeted to Kanye, basically stating that he had fun with Kanye, where he tweeted Kanye back in 2011. Uh, so honestly, frankly, I don't believe Jeffree Star and Kanye slept together. Now, there are rumors of a lot of hip hop rappers and stars being gay and being bisexual and pansexual and all that good shit, right? I do believe that that is very true. I do believe that a lot of people are, um, in the closet or gay or bisexual or pansexual or very sexually fluid. You know, I do believe that for sure. But I don't believe Kanye is smashing Jeffree. I'm sorry. I think Kanye, if he is over there playing with the boys or the girls, honey, um, if he is over there, you know, dabbling in, 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 
in, in the boy pond, honey, or, you know, messing with, with the girls or the boys or whatever. I don't think it would be Jeffrey. I think it's probably someone else who we probably don't know. You know. <laughs> Juicy, right? But um, Jeffrey is living, he's living for his name being in the blogs, girl. And it's like, of course you want to be mentioned with Kim Kardashian's husband. Of course you want to be tied to their family. You're going to live for that moment, you know? I just think he, I just think that this rumor got so big because we're all fucking bored as well. And, you know, Jeffrey did have that recent scandal with the Black basketball player and shit like that. So, you know, next story. Um, Fantasia announced the R&B singer Fantasia from, Amer from American Idol. You guys remember her? Yes. So... <laughs> She announced that she is having a baby and she revealed the gender of her uh, baby. It's a girl and this is her third child, but her first child with her current husband, Kendall Taylor. Let me not say current, but her, um, her lover, Kendall Taylor. This is their actual first child together. Uh, they did tie the knot back in 2015. They got married. So um, congratulations to you, girl Fantasia. You know, I think you and your husband are really, really cute. Um, I, I like their... I, they, they, oh, I'm stuttering. I'm sorry, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> they do a lot of uh, Facebook Lives, and I really like their Facebook Lives, their Instagram Lives, in which they talk about their um, relationships I'm sorry, their actual relationship and their marriage and how they met and, you know, kind of their ideologies on being husband and wife and what that looks like and, you know, how they tie God into their marriage, et cetera. And I don't know, I really like them. Um, of course, I'm not a super like religious, like Christian, Christian person or, or whatever, but I do actually tune into them and I, and I actually like them as a couple. I think that he is great for Fantasia. I think that um, he's healthy for her, you know, Fantasia, a few years ago, she she was dating a guy who I think she she found out he was married and she tried to she tried to uh, commit a trigger warning. She tried to commit suicide, you know. So it's just beautiful to see Fantasia with someone who who uh, loves her, you know, and they're working on their family and just living life and enjoying life and beautiful. Kudos to you, girl. Uh, next story. Um, Asian Doll, the rapper Asian Doll opened up about losing um, King Vaughn, who was another rapper. He was uh, shot recently in December, you guys. He was murdered um, outside of an Atlanta nightclub. So um, King Vaughn, yeah, he was senselessly murdered and shot. And uh, she was on actress uh, Taraji P. Henson's Facebook watch show called Peace of Mind. Uh, this past week, which is a great show, by the way. Uh, Taraji. Taraji is really doing her thing. Y'all all know that mental health is her lane. And I'm, uh, Taraji, you get a fucking ass queen award tonight. Shit. I'm really proud of you, girl. We're going to take a small break for sponsors. And I will be right back. And I am back. So uh, rapper Asian Doll went on Taraji P. Henson's Peace of Mind uh, Facebook Watch show, which focuses on mental health and mental wellness. Um, really, really excellent show. I actually think this is a great look for Taraji. Girl, you are fucking killing it right now. And um, you do get a Yes Queen Award. Uh, but Asian Doll opened up about how, how she found out that King Von um, actually passed away. And she basically stated that someone called her uh, from the hospital, like one of the nurse's daughters contacted her and told her that King Ron passed away. 
uh, and she really didn't believe it. She didn't believe it. And um, and then she saw that it went on social media. Her whole world kind of just crumbled and um, how she just was in disbelief and she was broken. Uh, she did state that King Vaughn was like her soulmate and her first love and um, how it was hard for her and she was crying on the show. And, and honestly, um, I really like this show. I think that, you know, to have a female rapper on the show um, discuss her boyfriend being murdered and I think that that's just a good look in general, you know, because in, in rap and hip hop and stuff, like a lot of people don't ever really want to like talk to rappers and stuff about mental health and things like that. And um, not just them, but, you know, other um, black stars and celebrities and, and things of that nature as well, you know, but particularly for the rap community, for hip hop, you know, I think it's a good look for Asian to really be opening up about how that affected her and how it is affecting her, how she's still grieving. And, you know, she has actually been very open about her grieving for her former, uh, her her lover, sorry, her lover passing away, King Vaughn. She did reveal that uh, a week prior to him getting shot that they broke up and how she was giving him a hard time and he was trying to talk to her, but she was giving him a hard time. And, you know, they're young. They had an on and off relationship. They would be in love, they would fight, you know, but she was saying how she really, really loved him and how, you know, she wishes that, you know, she could have had, you know, more moments with him and, she kind of, she was sad that she was giving him a hard time before he died and she, how she did not think that he would die, <laughs> you know? And I don't know. It was a great show. And um, I, I'm actually a fan of Asian Dolls music. I actually really like her. Um, I think I did talk about her in the last episode as well. But um, kudos to Taraji. I'm really liking what she's what she's doing. She also interviewed Tamar Braxton and a few other people on the show. And um, she interviewed Pop Smoke's little brother, the rapper Pop Smoke uh, from Brooklyn, you know, shout out uh, New York, New York. Okay, New York in the house. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, she interviewed him and he discussed how he was affected by Pop Smoke's uh, murder as well that occurred last year, I believe. Yeah, in February, I think he got murdered. Um, or in 2019, I think Pop Smoke got killed in 2019 or 2020. I think it was the beginning of 2020 he got killed. No, it was in 2019. It was he died recently, y'all. Shit, look, everybody died. All these rappers dying. Um, Asian Doll was saying how you know the rap life is a very fast life, and how you know um, how they rap about all that stuff, but they all have to be careful because it's real out here in these streets, you know. So, Asian, I send you blessings. Uh, next story. Let's see, Dr. Dre. So this past week, Dr. Dre suffered a brain aneurysm, y'all. He had a whole damn brain aneurysm. Has to be rushed to ICU in the hospital, child. And uh, this was a big ordeal because Dr. Dre, um, you know, he's, he's probably not the most liked, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, he, he, he is, you know, a hip hop legend, you know, but he does have a lot of enemies and stuff like that. So after he had the brain aneurysm, uh, people caught wind of that and they found out that he was in the hospital. So what did they do? Child, they went and tried to rob that man's house. They broke into his house and robbed his ass child or attempted to shit. But he 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 essentially uh, got robbed, and it's crazy. Talk about when it rains and pours. Now, mind you, I don't know if y'all have been following the blogs, but uh, he and his wife Nicole Young they have been going through a very messy divorce, in which uh, she has demanded two million dollars in spousal support a month. Uh, you know, now they've been in and out of court. They have been fighting like crazy. Uh, she also demanded that he pays 
her $5 million uh, uh, to cover all of her, uh, you know, her lawyer fees and things like that, her legal fees and uh, security for her and things, things of that nature. So, Ooh, they've been back and forth in court, man. They've been fighting over prenups. And she she alleged that he forced her to sign a prenup. Uh, he alleged that she tore up the prenup. Like, she, she ripped it up, allegedly. So both of them, we don't know who's telling the truth. Honestly, I believe Nicole because Dr. Dre is known for being an abuser. He is known for beating on women. And, uh, you know, you, look, we all heard we all heard in the streets of Cali and all over the world how he beat up on Michelet. Did y'all see that damn movie, Michelet's Life? Uh, Mi Michelet's Life Story, y'all. Oh, my God. It was one scene where she, trigger warning, it was one scene where in that movie, Michelet was laying in the bed. And uh, he got on top of her as if he was going to kiss her and hug her. And then he, like, headbutted her and started punching her. It was sad, like... Oh my God, that movie was crazy. But she was saying how he would beat the living daylights out of her in their relationship. And, you know, uh, Easy e and all the other rappers like Snoop Dogg and stuff, they would never say nothing. They would, like, they would be at the recording studio and he would be whooping her ass and nobody would say nothing. They would just watch her get beat, get dragged out the car, all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, Dr. Dre, look, when it rains, it fucking pours. You know, personally, for me, let me not say, I don't know these people fucking personally, child. But what I'm saying is that, look, when it rains, it fucking pours. And Sorry about that, you guys. I'm back. When it rains, it pours, Dr. Dre. And you be out here beating on these women, okay? So, <laughs> you know, life has a way of getting back at you. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Um, he is currently recovering, you know, from the aneurysm. And he actually decided to go ahead and honor uh, his estranged wife, uh, honored her request for a temporary spousal... Oh, sorry. Let me get it out. Let me get it out. For temporary spousal support for $2 million a month temporarily, okay? So he went on ahead and gave in finally after fighting her for about a year. He 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 and her in and out of fucking court, you guys. An ugly divorce, you know? I'm not mad at Nicole because he is worth a ton. I think he's worth almost a billion dollars, you guys. I think I actually think he is probably worth that because um, not only because of his music, but his investments. And also, you know, the whole Beats by Dre and selling it to Apple. You know, um, he's worth a shitload of fucking money, okay? So, <laughs> you know, um, I'm not mad at her. I think Nicole, she has been married to him for over 20 years and gave him children, and she's accustomed to a certain lifestyle. She is accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Uh, she currently does have a home in Malibu, um, and they did state on the blogs, uh, uh, according to Lefty Scott, that uh, she does have a home in Malibu, and uh, a majority of that money will go to her expenses for her home, and right along with um, you know fees for security and protection for her. Um, so kudos to you, Nicole. Get your fucking money. You know he, he I'm sure he's hit her. Look, I'm sure he has. Uh, I mean, we don't know. We don't know. I'm just saying. I think he hits that lady. I think that she's probably been through a lot and she probably doesn't talk about it. And at, at some point, you just got to move on. You know, Nicole's fucking tired of that fucking bullshit. He probably has a bunch of women around and stuff. He, You know, he has a big ego. He probably does whatever he wants to do. And he probably didn't think that she would really actually try to divorce him. You know, he probably didn't think that she would actually do it, you know? So, 
uh, get your money, girlfriend, but you need to go ahead and invest that coin because it's temporary, child. And when he recovered, he might cut that off. So if I was her, I'd take that money and start some businesses, child, invest in some stocks, all types of shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> take that money and make it last, sis, because you don't want the marriage anymore and you got to walk away from that. So take that coin and start your new life and enjoy your life. Uh, next story. Oh, let's see. Oh, what else do we have? I think we're almost done. Oh, a uh, supermodel, legendary supermodel Iman. Uh, you all know that uh, she was, uh, she is the widow of David Bowie, uh, the famous rock legend David Bowie. Uh, she did an interview recently with, uh, I believe it was for Vogue. Uh, let me pull that up, you guys. I think it was Vogue UK. Let's see here. Miss Iman, Miss Iman, she is a gorgeous. Oh, it was Harper's Bazaar UK. Uh, she did an interview recently with them, and she basically disclosed in, an, in, in the interview that she'll, quote-unquote, never uh, remarry after the death of her husband, David Bowie. Uh, he is her, quote-unquote, true love, okay? Uh, so as you all know, she is a fashion icon. You know, she has a cosmetics line. Uh, she she is, you know, one of, one of the most popular supermodels of our time. You know, Iman definitely left her mark. And she's just fucking drop dead gorgeous. God damn. Iman, you get a yes queen award for just being so fucking beautiful. Like, um, <laughs> shit. She's a beautiful lady. Iman is gorgeous. Oh, her skin, that brown hair, and oh, she just looks so supple. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a quote. She put, um, you know, she speaks about David in the present tense, by the way. And she said that David is in our hearts and minds on a daily basis for all of us. Uh, speaking of her family as well. And she also stated that, quote unquote, you know, this was my true love. My daughter once asked me if I would ever marry again. And I said, never. And uh, also in the article, she mentioned how you know, they lived a pretty normal life and he was he was super popular for his music and things of that nature. But in person and actually like in their real lives, he was super, super simple and humble and like sweet. And she stated that she would just never remarry again because that that is her true love. And, you know, honestly, Iman, I commend I, I love that because, you know, she she is an older woman, but she could still date and, and, and uh, marry again if she wanted to. Right. But um, I think that when you meet certain people in life and look, I know I don't have a lot of relationship experience and I'm so young and shit like that. But I really think that when you find that person who is who is your mates, your soul mates, it's just something deep, you know, like for me, I'd be thinking like, damn, if I met a man and he was like my everything and he died on me, like I probably would never. I would be probably content. Like, okay, I, I I found true love and me and him didn't get all the years that I wanted together, but I, I love him dearly. Like, and I'm okay. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to date. I don't want to marry. I don't want to, I can see how she's right there. You know, she already has children and, and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, kudos to Iman. You know, that was beautiful. Um, Next story. Uh, Author Eric Jerome Dickey died at 59. Uh, earlier this week uh, from from a battle with cancer. Uh, let's go ahead and double check that because, you know, I don't want to share the wrong news. Uh, 
All right. This is ghetto as hell. I'm sorry, you guys. I just want to make sure because I did I did put that down in my notes here, but I just want to make fucking sure, okay? Uh, let's see. He died. By the way, he was 59. So he was a, he was a young man. And um, he had a very, very long battle. A very long battle with cancer. Wait, hold on, you guys. Let me pull this up for y'all. I just want to confirm that it was actually cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate how the internet, it just takes so long to like, sometimes it's like, can y'all just give me the meat and potatoes? Y'all write all this other stuff. I, I want to see, tell me what I need to know, child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit. But he sold. Um, he his he he's had over seven million books published. Um, he's a very popular author. He's best known for his book *A Genevieve and Chasing Destiny*, which I also I read those in high school. Juicy as fuck, juicy books, really really good. He wrote about uh, the realities of black life, uh, books like *Sister Sister*, *Friends and Lovers*, *Between Lovers*. Um, he's won multiple awards, and yes, I believe. He passed of can he had a lengthy battle with cancer. So Eric Jerome Dickey was a legend, and this was something that, you know, it's just really sad. And you know, um, RIP, you know, we've lost a lot of people this year. Uh, even outside of the black celebrities and stuff like that. A lot of people have died. Um, and you know, it's just People are getting on about this world. You know, everybody is just, you know, people's time is ending and I, it, it makes you really reflect, you know? So I send my condolences. Uh, let's see. Now we're going to wrap up the show. Wait, really quickly. The uh, baby, you know, the rapper, the baby, he got arrested today in Beverly Hills on Rodale Drive, uh, leaving the uh, Montclair store. He was shopping in there. And uh, one of the workers, someone in the store basically called um, on called the police on him and his entourage and said that they had a gun. When the police uh, made their way to the baby as he was walking to his car, him and his friends, three other gentlemen, um, they found a gun in the car. So, hey, honestly, you know, this shows you that it doesn't matter how famous you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You are so black and you will still be racially profiled. Um, he was arrested and he was booked. Um, and it's interesting because the, the three other individuals, they were let go. Uh, the baby was the only one who was arrested. Now, you know, of course, this is not his first run-in with the law. He's been, he has been arrested multiple times before, you know? So, the uh, baby, you know, you just got to move. You know, I get it as a Black man and as a rapper especially. Like, I could see how you got to carry that block with you, you know, because you're really popular and... You know, the thing about Black men is that uh, what's so dangerous for the Black male experience is that they could be out, they could be wearing a certain color, you know, like they could be really walking around anywhere and then they'll they'll see somebody else who might be like, oh, you know, what set are you from? What hood are you from? And they have some problems out of nowhere, you know? So I can understand why he's carrying the Glock, you know? But... <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I can understand why you're carrying the Glock. I mean, you're the baby, for God's sakes. You have a lot of enemies out here. Like, you're a rapper. Come on. It's just kind of, that's kind of like, you know, that that's the code of the streets. You feel me? So, you know, but 
Oh, the baby. Stay safe out here, honey. Don't, you know, you got to be careful about how you move out here because, you know, these white folk, you up in Beverly Hills and stuff, stunting. You know, the, you know, the, you know, the white folk, they ready to call the cops, you know, so, you, you know, black celebrities, especially rappers, y'all got to move. You have to move strategically out here. Black people in general, shit, they always want to call the cops on our asses. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> be safe out here. Damn. Next story. Um... Oh, by the way, I think I kind of glossed over the Jeffree Star and Kim Kardashian thing. But let me let me touch on that a little bit more. I'm actually happy that Kim Kardashian is deciding to divorce Kanye because I just I I can only imagine the fights that they have. Granted, both of them come across as narcissists. Uh Kanye got with her because she was one of the she is one of the hottest chicks in the game. She is. And uh Kim Kardashian is a good look for Kanye West. Uh, and I believe that Kim looked at him as like, okay, this is new. This is this initially when they first met. This is new. This is exciting. You know, oh, I have a rapper. Oh, another black man. You know, like maybe she looked at it as kind of like, you know what? Like, this is cute. We have chemistry. He's sexy. You know, like, okay, cool. He's Kanye West. Like, you know, when they did meet, he, you know, he was at the top of his game. You feel me? And he, uh, arguably, he probably still is to, to uh, some people. Uh, to me, not so, but to some people, you know. Um, but basically, they're getting a divorce after about, I think, three or four children. And, uh, you know, Kim, they've been married for, I think, about five years. And I feel that Kim really tried to thug it out. I really, I feel like she tries to thug it out. We have to give her props. You know, people like to slut shame Kim and talk about how she had to, you know, sleep her way to the top. She, you know, she, she went viral for the whole sex scandal, sex tape with, uh, with, with Ray J. But here's my thing. If you're going to be a hoe, do it the right way. Shit. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, no, no shame. You know, if you're gonna be a hoe, do it the right way. Capitalize off of it. And I don't care. Look, I don't care what nobody say. Kim K capitalized off of it. Okay, she did it the right way. Unlike Black China, unlike Amber Rose, in my opinion. You get me and the other girls who are out here, you know, tricking and stuff like that. Kim made a name for herself. Okay, and she already came for money, but she definitely stepped into Kim Kardashian when that scandal broke out. You get me? And she broke away from uh, being Paris Hilton psychic. You get me? Excellent. Excellent PR. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you know, I honestly think that Kim is a lot older now. Uh, she is, I believe, like 43, 42. She's in her, I think she's 41, somewhere in her early 40s. And, uh, or 40, I think she's 40 years old. Kim, you know, you're so young. A young lady, uh, one of my one of my good Judy's. He always says he'd be like, you know, Kim is ready to be a hoe again. <laughs> he was like, you know, I think that Kim is ready to be a whore. She wants to be a hoe again, and Kanye will not let that happen. But you know, honestly, I think it's more than that. I think that they probably argue a lot about their differences in the way that they think, uh, the way that they raise their children, the way that she dresses, the way that she carries herself as a woman, her legacy, his legacy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, with fame and everything like that. So I feel that they probably actually butt heads a lot, you know? And honestly, right along with his mental health issues, dealing with uh, bipolar disorder, et cetera, that Kanye does suffer from, I think that Kim is just sort of exhausted, quite frankly. And I think that she just wants a, 
a, a reset, you know? You know, you guys already have the kids, and I feel that she really tried to thug it out. Uh, those are my final thoughts on Kim K. Now, Nicki Minaj. So, this past week, Nicki Minaj unveiled photos of her baby boy. Uh, I don't believe his name was released just yet. She just called him Papa Bear. And um, I was looking for his name. I could not find the baby's name. But he is the cutest little thing. Cute little chubby baby. And personally, he looks just like Nicki Minaj. He looks just like her. Um, oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm over here drinking some... Uh, some Cabernet Sauvignon, okay? Trying to be classy and shit like that. This ain't that two-buck chuck, okay? I spent a little bit more money on this bottle, okay? Shout out to the red wines tonight. <clears throat> so, uh, basically, Nicki Minaj shared the photos of her baby boy. Super, super cute, chubby baby. I, I think he looks just like her. He looks just like her. I don't really think he looks like the father at all, Kenneth Petty, you know? So that was such a magical moment. I think that motherhood looks good on Nicki Minaj. You know, she's such a strong alpha female. So to see her kind of soften up and have a baby, it's just, I think it's the, I could, I like seeing her be a mother. I, I just really think it's it's awesome, you know? Uh, now, this is where things get shaky. So as you all know, Kenneth Petty is a registered, uh, you know, trigger warning sex offender. Um, he, he did have a case uh, in the 1994-ish, 1995-ish, in which he uh, he uh, sexually assaulted a young girl, um, and he was labeled as a sex offender. And um, this is something that I believe he had. He has like multiple accusations of uh, sexual assault and uh, uh, rape and things of that nature. Uh, so this week, the alleged victim who actually has been, you know, speaking out. Um, this actually, I'm sorry, this is one of the first times she verbally spoke out on social media. Uh, she she posted a post on her Instagram account uh, and her face was not in the post. It was just like a video, but it was all jet black, you know, so it's audio, you know? And she basically was stating, uh, she was telling Kenneth Petty and Nicki Minaj to stop harassing her, stop calling her, stop calling her family, and stop threatening her and her family. Uh, apparently, you know, Nicki Minaj and Kenneth Petty have allegedly uh, been threatening her to not speak about, you know, the the um, the sexual assault and the rape that he did do to her. Now, she did um, she did go online and fully write an actual statement of what occurred. And frankly, I'm not going to lie. I believe her because the way she wrote it, I believe her, but she went on Instagram and she put everybody, please tag your favorite blog. They can't keep ignoring this. And she added Nicki Minaj and she put, this woman is asking you and Kenneth Petty to leave her alone. So I'm sorry, wait. Sorry, you guys, that was from another blog. I'm sorry. A blog caught wind of her audio and posted that that quote saying, everybody, please tag your favorite blog. They can't keep ignoring this. And they added Nicki Minaj and Kenneth, right? So she posted a video on YouTube, the woman, the alleged victim, right? And she actually went into full details about what occurred in 1994. This is what she has to say, quote unquote. She put, 
I decided to make this video because I feel like even though it's something that happened 26 years ago, I'm still living with the effects now. On September 16th, 1994, it was a Friday. I left my home on my way to a city bus stop heading to school. I was going to John Adams High School in Queens, New York, and I was met at the bus stop by Mr. Kenneth Petty. At the time, I knew him as Kenny. We grew up in the same neighborhood. He asked me where I was going. I said, school. He said he was going to school. I said, you're lying because I never knew Kenny to go to school. Kenny was a bum. He was a street guy. He was always on the street corner. That's why, that's what I knew him for, being a, a street drug dealer. I had no reason to fear him at that time. I just thought he was annoying. Next thing you know, this nigga was up on me. That's what she said, y'all, okay? He had something in my back and he said, start walking. I said, Kenny, stop playing. He was like, I'm serious, start walking. I automatically assumed it was a gun. Next thing you know, he pushed a door open. He's pushing me up the steps. And when I get up in the room, I'm trying to talk him out of stuff. I'm trying to leave and he pushes me down. I'm holding my pants. Trigger warning, you guys. Okay. I'm holding my pants, but he's squeezing the sides of my stomach really hard. Through tears, as he's squeezing me, I had to let go of my pants to get his hands off of me. It was rough going through what I went through with him, it was hell. He was standing in front of the mirror, beating his chest like, I'm the man, I'm the man. I picked up a bottle and threw it with all my might at his head. Woo! End quote, Jesus Christ. So there you have it. Honestly, I believe it. He was registered as a sex offender. Uh, you know, Nicki Minaj did state that the two of them were not dating. Um, Wait, hold on. Wait, let me let me let me clarify that, child. Hold on, because Nicki Minaj definitely defends her man. Now, let me backtrack. The alleged victim claimed that both she and Penny were sixteen years old at the time, but they were never romantically involved. Now, Nicki Minaj stated in the past she was like, you know, the both of them were minors and they were actually dating at the time. And Nikki's story was that uh, the both of them were dating and that her parents didn't like him. So her parents told her to go to the police and, you know, claim rape to get him arrested and get him in trouble so he could leave their daughter alone. So that was Nikki's story. All right. So we don't know what the truth is, but um, that's a tough cookie, you guys. And that's all I have tonight for celebrity gossip. Let me see. Do I have anything else that I can talk about? I think that's it. I gave y'all a full one today. Woo. I usually try to breeze through the celebrity stuff. I don't think I'm leaving anything out. Damn, you know, I, I hate when I record an episode sometimes and I'm like, oh, I missed that. I, I forgot to talk about that. But I think I think we have a full show for you guys. This was a long one, but uh, thank you for listening to the Perfect Blend podcast. I had so much fun opening up to y'all about my ghosting experience and I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, please remember, remember to spread the word about my podcast. You know, share it on your social media. If you have Facebook, share the link from Apple, you know, from Apple iTunes, from Anchor, from Spotify on your Facebook. Share it on your Instagram page. Screenshot the logo. Share the logo. Uh, you know, send the link to your friends in the DMs. Just any way that y'all can help me spread the word, please continue to do so. And for my new listeners, I love you guys. Uh, all of y'all, like, 
everyone, new and old, I'm so appreciative. Thank you for tuning in. Y'all will hear from me next week. Have a great night. And remember to stay positive, okay? Stay positive. There's a lot going on in this world. But tune out. Only handle what you can handle, you guys. You hear me? Do not give your energy to things that are not necessary, to people that are not necessary. This is our time to focus right now. Focus on going to work. Focus on your family. Focus on your domestic life. Focus on self-care. Take care of yourself. Stay COVID-free. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Sanitize. Wear your fucking mask. And I'm out. I'll I'll hear from y'all. I'll see you guys. I'll talk to y'all next week. All right.